gonna go ahead and begin this one with uh, just some spits, raps or rhymes or however go. Whatever will come, whatever won't. Shabbat Shalom. Holy Sabbath. The park is closed down, so or not closed down. The marathon's going on in Oklahoma City. The Oklahoma City Memorial bombing, which is an ironic thing. The memorial bombing is from a soldier named Timothy McVeigh, an ex-soldier with honors, served his country, took his oath seriously. But when he began to see the corruption and tyranny of the legal system in America today, he decided to keep his oath and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, the Bible says that they use, uh, Job talks about it, how the wicked will use children as shields. And when they use these children for shields, they do their wickedness and then they put children in front so that when you go to strike back at them, you kill the children. So then they can justify increasing their arms to do more injustice. That's exactly what happened with the moral bombing. Now, when you have an agency that's operating in open air treason to their own oath, uh, taking things without warrants, making guns illegal when they can't be, it's their oath to make sure that you have the right to bear arms. Or when they take children away without a jury of 12, unless you think kids are under $20, or they stop, search, and seize you in any manner without a warrant? Well, when Timothy seen this and the idolatrous religion, the First Amendment, he did not do what righteous men should do, and that is turn to God. For wrath does not belong to them born from a woman, and therefore, if you're reborn in the Spirit, you turn to God and you ask Him. Well, McVeigh did not do this. Him going to do right though he did have an action and just cause as it being oath and they being in treason he did not have the right action when he parted from god in going to do right he saw wrong he took action you cannot fix sin sin is on the same plane so a bench cannot fix a bench a person cannot fix a person you must have a higher entity a being to come down and fix that that issue sin cannot fix itself inside the human you you are the sin the pitch within and the pitch without this is what is demonstrated in noah's ark uh, he that toucheth pin pitch is defiled thereby therefore the pitch represents the sin within and without so the only way to be saved is by turning to god well this is definitely the case um Last night, for the first time in my, my faith walk, my fear of God and my give a shit meter broke. I was just broke, and I went to sin. I literally went to sin, and I prayed to God, and I'm like, I, I know this is wrong, but I, I'm, I, I'm going to do it. I, I don't know why, and I don't know why this is. And I told him exactly how I felt and the status as I went to do it. Well, I ended up passing out and not doing it. So... <laughs> I, it was kind of funny. I woke up this morning and he hands me the sermon that I'm that I was to be giving and so forth. So I'm just going to give it, I guess, like this, sitting at a Myriad Gardens in Oklahoma City downtown. Um, so when Timothy McVeigh does this, he literally still keeps the sin of men, the pitches within and without. Now, even though he went to keep his oath and he did keep his oath, he did not keep his oath because his oath is by God. So therefore, when you swear to defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, well, it's still by God. And it's in God's name and it's a God-established country. And like John Adams says, uh, you, our Constitution 
is fit and right only for a religious people. It is completely inadequate for any other. He is right. You must first self-govern before you can be free to govern. Well, that's why nations fall. That's why uh, they're translated from one people to another. And the main reason for this is pretty simple. The curse of the mother roots out foundations and the blessing of a father establishes the children's house. Well, the blessing of the father is to give God glory. The period that is to be on the outer outer defense not back there sewing idols with mama and the kids that's what stepdads do uh, when the dads are still alive that they, they literally wear the children the sons as I, idols they wear the fig leaf as a covering so they're like look at my perfect family it's not perfect you're a goddamn swear to god goddamn liar and you're killing the kid it's what it is I ought to know because I've done this sin I've been you it takes one to know one and I've done this so whenever you're sinning against God you kill the children so God literally multiplies your sins so you take his mom to plowing his mom disgracing the father you're plowing the father too because they are one so if you're having sex with a married woman to God you're trying to have sex with God for God and them is in the marriage he's the one that keeps the marriage bed and so all marriage is honorable amongst all well, except for an adulterous goddamn ungrateful people who are a bunch of liars and bildads and idolaters. They don't mind the lie as long as they have the idol look. They're satanic. As long as it looks good, they don't mind death. So whenever whenever it says in Paul says the marriage bed or he says marriage is honorable amongst all and the marriage bed is undefilable. But whoremongers and adulterers God shall judge. What he's saying is exactly what Pharaoh says to Abraham. This is your wife that I took her. Take your wife and go. It's exactly what Moses says when he says, if a, if a man comes and, said, and marries a woman and then he puts her away with a bill of divorcement, she marries another man, he puts her away with a bill of divorcement, she comes back and marries the first man, do not do this sin to your God. Well, Moses isn't saying she can't do that. Moses is saying, don't ever say that you tore asunder that which God unites. Moses is saying what Pharaoh said to Abraham. Moses is saying this so clear that when Jeremiah repeats Moses, he is literally, Jeremiah does not quote Moses. Jeremiah says, they say. Now, Jeremiah knows that Moses is the one that said it. But when Jeremiah says it, he uses it like they use it. That is, you can't remarry your first husband again. When you put her away, she can't come back. That's why Jeremiah expressly says, they say. When you, a man marries a woman, he puts her away. She marries another, he puts her away. She go back and marry the first husband. Do not do this sin to your husband. But I, the Lord, say, still come ye back. Well, that was known back in Pharaoh's day with Abraham, because that's exactly what Abraham does. Abraham literally, or uh, Pharaoh does. He says, take your wife, Abram, and go. So what it means is no divorce, no remarrying, because Pharaoh is not so ignorant, arrogant, to say that his lie is greater than the truth. It's not even that Pharaoh bows down before the Almighty God. It's that he bows down before the Lord of all, truth. And if you're not truth, you get broken off and you're cast out. Well, in this adulterous generation, in this country, we have idols shown up. That is, I can be married or divorced and remarried. I have an idol and I can take that kid because I have an idol. Well, that is idolatry. That is 
sin. That is, we know the truth, but they still hold up their idol. Well, that's the idolater that come to kill your kids. That's the one that come to kill your freedom. They hate freedom. They hate freedom. They hate truth. They hate anything to do with God. They hate name. They hate blood. And they love their works. And they love idols. Pay, pay, obey. Or we'll beat you, take away. You're lazy. Pay, pay, obey. So they base the foundation of manhood off your idolatry. Therefore, the most crooked, wicked, lying, scheming, thieving men are justified. And that's exactly what you have in this country today. And therefore, they don't care. As long as you have money, you look responsible. Well, it's the opposite. The more money you have, the more ignorant your ass is. Literally. This is obvious as all day men that have money that did not inherit it like if you inherited it there's a chance you could have searched for wisdom but if you chase money you cannot chase wisdom god has parted the two so that the wise are abased in this world and thus exalted by god for the lowly are chosen as paul says do you not know that it's not many noble not many rich not many uh, royal line that or royal decree or whatever he says that God chooses, but it is the lowly things of the world because a man cannot chase wisdom and money. He cannot work for man while working for God. You cannot serve mammon, money, and God. You must choose one of the two. Well, today they try to play it in the faith like uh, God wants you to work for man. You'll notice their backbiting, slithering, murmuring, stepdaddy, adulterous lie is easy to see. And they tell it with subtlety. This is the trick of the serpent in Genesis 3.1. So in Genesis 3.1, you literally have it clear as day that subtlety, cunning, complex. All you have to do is remain very calm, say it very calm. And they'll say the most evil of things, remaining calm. We're going to take your kid down. And you're going to pay this stranger to see your kid. My kid who is healthy? My kid who I raised up? My kid who is before your eyes a healthy, raised up kid? And if you don't flip out for these things, you're in sin. According to God, you're now in sin. Because he has given you a gift and you have no deed. What, are you going to play their game? Their game is sin. Their game is ignorance. Now, go into any college and find a psychologist that says you should take a kid from a parent. Go find one. You won't. Go find it in a textbook. You won't. Go find it in a law class. You won't. Because no person has ever established their career or their education off saying such ignorant, evil things. So whenever they take a kid from a parent, they're breaking the first or the first command with a promise. Now, they tell you that the commands are not still established. Then why does Paul tell you, uh, children, obey your parents? For this is the first command with a promise that you have a long life, that you live well. It's more than just that. It's the whole nation. It's the foundation. If you don't establish your parents, you don't establish yourself because your parents have parents who have parents who have parents who lead to your civil rights, your world wars, your civil war, your revolution. That is your foundation, your constitution. That is your covenant to God in this country. That's why they also try to make it Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is not in your covenant. Period. The reason they exalt the son is so that the mama rules over. Because the built daddies of 30 and up know what they do. They, most of them, know that they're serving idolatry. That they are not telling the truth. That they are killing the kids slowly. They literally know they are strangling the children slowly like a serpent. At Genesis 3.1. It's what a snake does. So a snake wraps around the kid and spits venom at everybody else. And then getting the kid to look at them while he's strangling the kids slowly. 
So if you've ever had a child and they've taken it from you in this country, well, no, first off, you're probably the odds are, no, I'm sorry, you are the righteous parent. If they cut you from the kid, you are the righteous parent, period. As Christ says, show me the stone the builders refused and I will show you the cornerstone. I'll show you the chief stone too, because they're the ones that are going to lead you to the Christ. They're the ones that are going to feed the kids and get them free. But the bill that he has decided that his entire wealth will be built on this. And women have decided to band together to honor these men because they, Pharaoh hates herdsmen. They hate shepherds. They hate them that will lead. So an idolatrous country is a pharaohing country. That's why they build prisons for you. That's why this country has more prisons per capita and more arrests, more business and idolatry than any other in the world. Because the mothers love to play their fucking haunting game. They love to play games on their children. They think it's freaking cute, strangling their kids slowly. And the men do this too. And the women think it's fun to do it with outside men while they kill their husbands and play games on their sons. This is what they do. It's sick. It's atrocious. It's sin. Hello, it's sin. Now, not that anybody can claim better than another because every person that is born in this world must grow up under idolatry because you're a kid. You have to have warmth. You have to have shelter. You don't know how to live without these things because you have to. So the way that God constructs it is that you build up the idol no matter what. So you have to have fur, you have to have, um, you know what I mean, leather skin, you have to get something for the winter weathers, you have to get a shelter, you have to get this. So these are idols. I, idols. Now a man can be primitive enough that he can go live in the wilderness and can bury himself in the dirt when it comes or whatever. But to have an idol is to establish the children for seemingly so. Now true, you can pilgrimage tents and so forth, and this is not as bad of idolatry, but you still gotta put the kid in the tent. You're still going to have to nurture with idol cover. That's the way God made the world. He, he made it running backwards and opposite. That's why you have to be reborn, because when you're reborn, then you'll die without anything. You'll die for God's glory. You'll hold to the truth. Now you may fall away, as David says, we don't move, we are faithful. But we may move, but not far, and we return right back. And so when when you, like uh, Joan of Arc, when she was told to recant her statement that she's seen the Lord, uh, she flipped out. They're like, we're going to burn you alive, recant. She did. That very night, the angel appeared and said, Joan, what are you doing? She said, I don't know, my Lord, I don't know. Smashed her face, weeping. I don't know what to do. It happened so fast. He says, Joan, you know, you know not to deny, to deny your Lord. So she recants her recanting. The next day gets burned alive a week later in the market square. Her last words, Jesus Christ shouting out three times. A 19 year old Joan. Joan was a badass. One of the most badass people that ever lived on the face of the earth. Um, and she even moved. She was 16 years old when she became commander of the nation's army. Nobody in the world has ever done this. No one, not King Tut, because generals don't give their men over to children. So, but Joan is the first child, 16, to lead an entire nation's armies, visited by the Lord, told the, what she would do, so forth and so on. The reason that's important to an American is because that's our chain of faith. Um, Joan puts Charles on the throne in France. Four generations later, King Louis helps us in the revolution uh, just enough so that we win, win the revolution because England can't send more troops because France may invade the homeland. So Joan is important to us because that's our, our saint chain of our nation. And it's a woman. 
and and America's known for its women's suffrage, its women's rights. And this is a woman that does this. And she's a peasant farmer. She is a peasant farmer illiterate, proving that God does it. It's, it has nothing to do with you. So when you have a woman not educated, peasant farmer, and at a time when women are not allowed to speak in public in France, literally you have to be royalty to speak in public as a woman or be spoken to. And it's a crime. They'll put you, like, it's bad. They'd cut your tongue out, put you in jail. It was crazy. But she at 16 becomes commander of the nation's army. At 14, she's called. At 16, she answers the call, gets thrown into a skirmish. And she wins every war or every battle she ever fights. And she wins impossible battles with peasant farming army against strongholds. She loses only her, her last battle that she is betrayed at. Now, God says this is really strange. And again, this is unique to America because this is our proof of God's divine hand operating in this country. Not to mention the declaration uh, of of independence, which is our covenant God, not to mention our constitutional preamble and our bill of rights, which nobody keeps today because they don't keep covenant. They don't keep word. And these things are established in word, truth, and blood. But people that care about these things care about freedom. They care about the past. Therefore, they care about the future. If you don't care where you come from, an adulterer wipes their mouth, says, I come from nowhere. You, I owe nothing. Uh, that never happened. And I'll do whatever the hell I want. They're locusts. They don't care for anything before and they don't care for anything after. Therefore, they're killing their own kids as an idle sacrifice, working their job to get what they want today for the kids' prison tomorrow. As it says in Ben Sirah, me today, he you tomorrow. And evil lives long after men are gone. Uh, August, or I uh, can't remember his name, uh, gave uh, Caesar's speech, um, funeral speech. But he says, uh, evil lives long after men are gone. Uh, yeah, they are honorable, honorable. All of them are so honorable, yay, yay. They say Caesar was a, a selfish, greedy man. They all say this. Yes, yes, but they, they are so honorable. Yet I gave him option for the crown, offered it thrice, and thrice he denied. But they say he is an ambitious man. Well, ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Uh, but they are honorable. So therefore you should listen to them, right? They're honorable. They're not liars. They're not betrayers. They're not, swear to God, uh, cutting kids in half, which again is another proof that they cut kids in half. Now, if you don't honor the parent, you don't honor the kid. That's just how it goes. If, if The kid is the parent. And how it goes by is everybody does their haunting, deriding, chiding, lying, venom spitting from Artemis Ephesus. So Charles does this to... Joan, after he she puts him on the throne, betrays her last battle. She's a peasant farmer. He's royal line. Well, after the fourth generation, God says, I'll visit the sins of the fathers down to the sons, fourth and fifth, three to four generations. On the fifth generation, Mary Antoinette and the whole Louis line of France are drugged out of the palace by peasant farmers. And every one of his line is decapitated, removed from the earth. And that's exactly what he did to Joan five generations before. So that means the, the generations after Louis were all, were all haunted in sin, being visited by sins, and they were oppressed. And they were. It was a shitty line. And it proves clearly that God held France up only for our revolution. 
um, well, the government, I mean, there are people he's talking to the same, but the government was only held up just enough to start this country. And after Louis died, the next generation, they were wiped out. <laughs> and so as, as you go through and you see all these things, how these blood word vows, oaths are all locked into to God. Now, it's well said in the scriptures, let me show you what your, let me show that your right hand will teach you evil things. Okay, evil things is invoking the evil one. Adultery, divorce, divorce, uh, cuss toady, cuss the kids to be toads, curse them. Now, anybody going around saying that shit, fuck, damn, bulls, whatever, this shit, and playing prissy and bashful about it only wants to take your salt. You must be aware. They have come for your salt. They are putting a bit in your mouth walking in the door. The ghetto starts the gospel. Uh, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Huh, come and see, brother. Come and see. Or Galilee. Come and see, brother. No prophet comes out of Nazareth. Take a look, look and see. Yeah, they do. Actually, many Nazareth. Uh, the Nazarite order of which Nazareth represents. Uh, John the Baptist was Nazarite as seen. Um, Samson was a Nazarite as seen. Samuel was a Nazarite um, as seen. So these are these are particular orders. Not that you have to be a Nazareth for them because that's not, I don't even think that's where it started, but the names mean the same. Sanctified for God, set apart. That's why they don't put razors made by men upon their hairs uh, of their head or on their skin because God is their covering, God is their thought. And therefore they grow naturally. That's why they don't usually use razors back in the day. That's what God was telling by it. And there's lots of people that go about trying to mock the scriptures, which is the dumbest thing in the world, because these people are proven idiots. And they lie. They don't mind denying the air in front of their face as long as they go about telling their goddamn lie. As long as they do their game and win. And winning to them is cutting a kid in half, killing a spouse, building prisons for kids, and working 40 hours a week. That is winning. Shitty game, shitty prize. And they literally go about doing this. It's literally cutting the kids in half, making them mummy walking dead, teaching them to pay bills. Mummy, uh, mumphy. Oh, so, so the Pharaoh is the mothers. Pharaoh is the mothers. They're the ones that Pharaoh like cattle, like sows, like a pig. They Pharaoh and they'll part, they'll chew anything, marriage, taking vows, use God's name, swear an oath to uphold Bill of Rights, and then intentionally destroy it. That is a pig. He devours anything and parts hoof with whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He'll divide up anything. He'll part hoof with spouse. He'll part hoof with kid. He'll part hoof with country. He'll part hoof with God. He'll part hoof with truth. That's why it's idle pig leave that Adam covers up with. That's idle fig leaf. So fig leave is pig leave. So a pig will leave you. He'll do adultery. He'll swear falsely, count it nothing, the words he just devoured, and then go take the children. Now, any person that makes a mother childless, you must understand that no mother could respect. Yet somehow in this country, all mothers are. Okay, so you take the kids from moms. Okay, so she shed her blood, uh, mutilated her flesh. She honored her death vow. She did that which you called to do, go to death. And then when it's your turn to suffer, you just take the kids and pop smoke and take the kids that God gave her. So one, you cannot be for God because that's the first act of God divine in her womb. It's the first gift that God gives. That's the abomination of desolation standing where it should. That is what Christ talks about. Well, why is it the abomination standing where it should? One, because the mother abominably desolates her own body to bring the kid in. 
Second, her killing her own kid is abominable, but that desolation stands there because that is God's appointed decree, and none can argue this. Yet they somehow go about getting over it, saying that courts can rule over mothers, saying that fathers can take the kids from the moms, and they can't. You cannot do this. All you have to do is simply, anybody that argues this, simply just has to play a birthing tape showing a mother in labor and then say do you not believe in god blood family vow oath do you not believe that god gave the mother this child and that she dies for it do you not believe this and so when you see the truth then you have to say any man that would take a child from the mother has just stepped on the abomination of desolation that's standing where it should not and so when when christ says this is the abomination of desolation and he says they destroy terribly that's the destroyer that's satan it's a liar and all they're destroying is the word the truth at what cost does a man become a Christian nowadays? At the cost of the truth, of the cost of the word, everything, fidelity. If a man cannot speak true, then he is a goddamn liar. It only goes like this. You are either true, repentant to letting God be God and all be free, or you are a goddamn idolater. And all you have to do to make the idol God rule is kill the word. So if I'm a liar, you're a liar, and it's okay to be a liar, and nobody can tell the truth, well, then the idol will be ruled. Why? Because it's physical, and nobody knows except the idol. So how do you correct them that are in power doing evil? You can't, because you don't have the idol. So they take that which is established by word, truth, blood, vow, oath, word of God, what is common sense, true, what is in our declaration, the laws of nature and nature's God has a point entitled you. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, if you know the truth, but nobody moves to the truth because you don't have the idle justification, your boss didn't tell you to, whatever the hell it is, now the idle rules. So these people intentionally infiltrate the faith as Paul says. I don't know who they are, but they have come amongst us, and I care not for I'm not a respected person, but they have infiltrated the faith to spy out our liberties in Christ. So they just won't confess their sin. They say that, no, 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 I can do adultery, I can remarry, I can take the kid. So you have a child given to a mother that God appointed. Now you go and make an idol. And if you take that kid from that mother, you have just said you're a goddamn idolater and you have sacrificed that child and that mother to the idol God you made. Where the f did people learn that? How does a Christian not put his foot down there? He does. And it proves there's no Christians. A Christian will not move because you overpower them. A Christian will not move because you're gonna win when legal system put him in jail or kill him. A Christian dies in the truth. Repentant too. Not that he can't fall away because falling away is what everything in creation does except for the word itself. The word is the only thing in creation that cannot sin. God's word, God's word. Ours can have fault and sin in it, but if we aim our heart true, then God is an oracle to keep us through. But everything past the word in creation can sin. That's why he's the first of the body of the church, the forerunner, the head of the church, uh, preeminent, that all things made by and all things too. So when he speaks the word, you can marry this. You cannot marry the father. That's another reason they established the son. We must prevent the son 
to give the Father praise, says Solomon. Why? Because our covenant of our country is to one God, not to Jesus. Second, one God holds you in the commands of the Ten Commands, which uh, eliminates them teaching children to disobey their mother and fathers. That's the stupidest goddamn thing I ever heard in my life. You want to know fucking Satan's work? You found it. That is the most atrocious evil thing in the world. And they do this on the daily together scheming to reason this answer. Why? Because they are serving idols. They're playing you for fools. How do I know? I've been played. How do I know? I trust it. How do I know? Because God taught me. They get to kill most people. They killed Abner's son, one years old, having his... Abner, his father, in prison, mother needing to pay bills for drugs, for drugs, a drug court violation, a drug court violation, meaning that the guy was out in the outs and he failed the piss test or didn't pay. So they put him on a six month sanction back into jail. I'm sorry, but we don't have jail to fucking throw in at your goddamn leisure. Jail is for the violence. Jail is for them that are a threat to society, not them that don't fucking pay our legal system to build up their money in pocketbooks. And that's what it is. They all go around playing their idle goddamn game and they watch the rich get rich and they think they're cute playing haunting venom spitting games. They play any film Nephilim, Philistine Philistine to make giants out of stepdaddies when they rebirth them unto death. They literally make the Bill Daddy, Step Daddy, the job, the labor, their new father, instead of the Father, Lord, God, true. They teach the children at young age, they bash their brains in, they destroy their hearts, but they do it so formally and so subtly. When a kid loses a parent, it's their entire world. Entire world. They don't care anything for the kid. Anyone that would remove a kid from his parent murders the kid, hates him. They cut him in half. As Solomon says, you cannot be the real parent. He puts the child out there. They're crying about it. My kid, my kid. The other person says, my kid, my kid. They got mixed up at infant birth. One steps out and says, it's mine, it's mine. Finally, Solomon says, okay, this is what we'll do. Cut the kid in half. Well, when he cuts the kid in half, one of them begins to shout out, cut him, cut him, I want my half. And the other one shouts out, please, no, let him live. Let her have it. Please let him live. And Solomon says, you're clearly not the right parent. You're definitely not the right parent. And you are the right parent. The other one is a liar. Whoever will cut a kid in half is a kid killing liar. It is half of your world as a parent. It is sad, destructive, and it hurts. I know. It is absolutely cruel, destructive. That's what they do it for. They do it so you commit suicide. You're counted a sacrifice to their idol game. Uh, and Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, it, it all talks about kill the parent. Oh, and 1 Timothy 1, Romans 1, Wisdom of Solomon 2, Wisdom of Solomon 14, the Declaration of Independence, uh, Seventh Amendment Bill of Rights Constitution, all talk about this, what they do. And the Seventh Amendment is there to catch them all in their net. If you think a kid is less than $20, then you don't get a jury of 12 for your divorce and custody. How many divorce and custodies we got without a jury of 12? Exactly. They, our fathers put that there to catch every goddamn kid playing kids still in motherfucker in the world because they knew what it was. They knew what it was because it is what tore them up when they did the, the Declaration of Independence. They just keep lying, justifying Bill Daddy coward ass liars. And the Bill Daddy coward ass liar just keeps spitting venom, making money with toys, and the women don't mind killing their kid for toys. Well, the woman is justified in this. In some weird way, 
God makes it perfect where you must forgive the women and bring them blameless because they already died for the kid, you see. As David says, it's the dad that has the pity, not the mom. Joab's like, no, you're wrong, David. He says, Joab, you better go look into the family again. It is the father who loves with pity, not the mom. So he goes to this family and there's uh, 12 sons and uh, he sits down and eats with them and they're really poor. Well, after a couple of days, he asks the father, he says, hey, father, uh, sell me one of your sons and the rest of you 11 and the, the wife here could live comfortably. And the father says, no, 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 no. It's better I keep my sons together. We'd be a family and poor than we'd be broke apart and rich. And he's like, well, all right. So he goes to the mother, offers it to her. She takes it. He leaves with the kid. Well, the father sits down that, that night and he sets out the table and he puts out 12 seats one for the missing son and not one for him and he goes out the door after Joab well when he get, catches up to Joab he starts shouting uh, Joab bring me my son Joab give me my son he's like get out of here old man I bought him fair and square you better go talk to your wife she's the mother and he's like Joab give me my son finally Joab is like what are you gonna do old man and if you don't know Joab's a badass him and David came up together and they were badasses literal badasses and so uh, he says, what are you going to do, old man, fight me? He goes, you think you could take me? He goes, Joab, all I know is whatever's going to happen, my son is going to go home to his family. That's the one thing I know. And he goes, I don't care how it happens. Now, Joab knows that a man determined to do something will do it. It's like Bruce Lee said, if a man shows up in the fight and he says, I'm going to bite your ear off and you know he means what he says, all I'm coming for is to bite your fucking ear off. You're going to know me and you fought. You may win, but I'm going to bite your ear off. Bruce Lee says, that's the man I don't want to fight. The man that comes for the win, I can battle that. Victory can be won in multiple locations. But a man that is determined on a target to get it with his entire being will get that target or die trying. So therefore, I would have to kill the man to stop him from biting my ear off. Well, Joab knows what this father is set to do. Joab is a warrior. And so as Joab is, is walking, he's like, give me my son. He's like, what, you think you take me? He says, all I know is he's going home. Well, that's why he didn't set his meal on the table. He literally planned to kill Joab and Joab kill him and the son go back to the family. Well, he ends up, Joab says, all right, old man, all right, you can thank your King David for this. And he gives the, the uh, he says, give me my gold. He gives him his gold and he gives him a mule, gives him his son and throws him 50 gold. And he says, thank your King David for knowing what the family is. The father doth have more pity than the mother because the mother will the mother will sell one of 12 children to literally make the 11 more comfortable. She'll put one into bondage. She'll sell them down because she died for them. It's her right. It's the abomination of desolation standing where it ought. It's the same reason God gets to kill you because God birthed you. Everything you are and everything that, that is is because God birthed you. And therefore, God has entitlement over you. It's uh, like people go around trying to say, uh, sell your soul. Uh, you can sell, you, you're stupid. First off, if you're going to sell your soul, you have to step into the realm of, of spirits, right? Well, the only spirit standing being that has stood is God. Therefore, you're going to have to get in the Quran, the Tanakh, and the New Testament. 
uh, that's Old Testament, New Testament, and Quran. You're going to have to be in these three, or one of these three, because all three of these are together, one and the same to the one God. And Quran justifies the apostles and the prophets and patriarchs. And the New Testament justifies the prophets and patriarchs. And therefore, they all are in a line and agreement. And you know this because the founders of this nation told you so. And the founders of this nation wrote the declaration. And though it be a covenant of men, if God answers to, none can disannul. And it's not just a covenant of men. Our declaration of independence is a covenant to God. A supreme God. We plead to the supreme judge of the whole world to the rectitude of our cause. With, with, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge our life, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That is, you can't do adultery. That is, you can't break your oath. But today they have skyscrapers going up, if you're like in Oklahoma City, to treason. Literally treason. But like I said, this is the, the, this is the issue. You must be shown your sin. Now, as you're shown your sin as a nation, you must answer as a nation. Well, right now they're answering, go back to work. They're doing exactly what every country that gets destroyed ever done. They're turning to the works, maintaining the course of ignorance, adultery, blasphemy, sacrilege, no Ten Commands. So in this country, in every capital, they put the Ten Commands. That's the ancient landmark from our fathers. Now, the scripture says, do not remove the ancient landmarks. Well, what is disappearing? The Ten Commands. They're removing them from the, the, the state capitals. Well, just like the, the mother birthing with authority. Okay, why is nobody arguing this a right? Because they're all working together to lie to you. They're all working together to enchant their children. They're all working to keep the lie. They eat up the seeds. Because all one has to do to argue those Ten Commands is say, bring forth the person that does not want to do these. And all you have to do is replace the first command with the law of nature. Because that too is used as natural law of God. That is, the mother has authority over the children. The men are free to do as they please until they hurt another. That is natural law. That is clear as day. But they say, no, you have to serve the idol. That is the pursuit of happiness. Bring me anyone who does not want to do those Ten Commands and I'll make a public fool out of them. What do you want to teach a kid to murder? To steal? To lie. How about to covet? Want, want, want to teach them to want other people's things? Hey, want to teach them to want my wife? Hey, want them to teach you to want your wife? How about his own mom? Can he go up to the couch and rival his father? You want to teach to disobey and dishonor mother and father? Yeah, they teach children all these things. They teach that parental authority does not exist. They force you into schools. They penetrate your kids with needles and force drug them, but if they go to make a free choice, they get put in prison. That does not make sense. You can force drug us, but we can't choose. That's the dumbest shit in the world. How that happens? Build daddy, lion ass, adulterous, coward ass men that go back to work telling lies, spitting venom. I'm not a kitty fucker, I'm not a kitty toucher. I didn't do that, I don't drink, I don't smoke. They do whatever they say to make them great and giants and the women build their coward asses up while they cast the magics to throw the men down. And those men help do the same. And look, if, you're, if your parent is under this kitty touching Nephilim, uh, make a giant out of your stepdaddy bullshit, and if they claim to be Christian, they're the worst Christian in the fucking world. They're antichrist. Every Christian knows that if you don't do a sin, it was mercy by God. While you were yet sinners, it was mercy by God. Because a liar has no moral standing, you see. 
there's nothing a liar won't do. If you cannot get kindergarten, you can't build the tower. You cannot say, I'm not this and I would never do that because you can't even get the first cornerstone laid down. You have yet to pass first grade. And a liar is a coward, literally. And every coward is a hater of the Lord our God. And every hater of the Lord our God is a rapist, murderous molester to all of life ever was. Past, present, future. Now they're going to play like they, they don't care. Uh, they would never do this. They would never do this. That's Mama's Michael Jackson spell. That's Michael Jackson had all them kill children uh, that he was touching. Well, when I was a kid and I heard my mama say it, it went like this. Oh my God, Michael. Oh my God. He's such a yeah, molester. He, they should all be killed. I'm like, yeah, mama. Yeah. Well, growing up, I start noticing more and more. Wait, mom, there's like 900 of them now. I don't care that Michael, them kid touchers need to be killed. I'm like, wait, mom, but now there's like 9,999. I don't care that Michael Jackson, he, them molesters, they need to. And then it's like 99,999. And I'm like, mom, why are you repeating the same thing? Don't you think you should be on the parents? No, because mama's casting the spells for the witches. This is how they remove righteous men and bring them to a shameful, torturous end. When Christ preaches against adultery and tells them there's no way to do it, they then bring children unto him that he might touch them. What the fuck? Yeah, it's so that they can remove the righteous men from preaching against adultery so that the whores can go about making God a swear to God, goddamn lying, covenant breaking, and the idol decree the maker of marriages. Once you say that a man can make an idol to decree your marriage, you made that man and his idols your God. And that's exactly what they do it for. And they partake, the rich will pay them to betray their spouses, steal the kids just like they did on plantations. They would make conditions so bad, they would then come unto the, the wife and they'd be like, hey, come into the house, uh, but you have to divorce your husband, remarry this guy, and you got to bring the sons. And the reason they would do this is so that the fathers have no son to fight for. Why fight? What, you're going to get free and what? Die? Okay, fuck it then. I'll just work the field. You take the son, you take the father. This is exactly what they do. Adultery is the number one weapon for all slave plantation. Not fight and die for his family, then you have shown the son what fathers do. And that's why they do it. They literally slander and murder the righteous men, even them on the wall, i.e. me, uh, you could be on the wall. And they won't even piss on you now. They shit on you because if they piss, it'll rinse you off. And anybody that pisses against the wall is a hater of their entire nation. If you ever see a man of war or woman that's been to war for your country come to poverty and the whole nation not change their countenance, you have a shitty goddamn nation. And all they're doing is building up a weapon to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, that's this country. We have the most deadly weapon on the face of the earth, the most well-equipped, the most trained, and the sharpest blade in all the world that man can make man can make and therefore what do we have why do we have it what are we in defense of it ain't freedom it ain't liberty it ain't truth it ain't family it ain't mothers to have their children it isn't anything except evil idolatry everybody's gone goddamn idol everybody's worshiping the idol they've fallen asleep every one of them have fallen asleep why? Because that's what happens. Once you rebirth, you have three to four generations you can keep awake. After that, you're gonna go back under. Three to four generations. So about every seven generations, you're gonna have major epochs. 
of of um, God's working. The what, what we what I know as what theologians would know spiritual would know as the rainbow effect that is ever since babylon you've been broken down into a rainbow and whenever you're in breach of your covenant killing other people killing your own imprisoning the poor and that's huge breach of covenants so all nations are established by god and therefore when nations breach these covenants the rainbow effect takes effect that is he would kill you like he did in babylon or like he flooded the world right before babylon well, that's why he broke us into languages, into rainbows, into different different areas, so that he floods us and not the whole world. As he says, I will not do this to the whole world again, Noah. I won't flood the whole world again. So he, here's the rainbow. Well, when it says in scripture that he stretches his bow out and his arrow is pointed, that means you. That means you. Okay, so like all the, the gays and stuff, they, they like to bash them. Well, if the gay person's true, what are you going to argue against God? Are you going to argue against God? They're being true. You can't argue it. And sexuality is far too complex. And in the sum of the matter, flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit and flesh is of no profit. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if most of these hermaphrodites that don't know their sex are actually angels inside of the flesh waiting on the reaping. And they're just going to kill most people. They're just going to come up and shed their flesh and do their angelic work. And they're there to test you. Because as long as you're telling them who they are by your fleshly eyes and that you're with God while using flesh, you're just multiplying sin and so as you go about and and also with the abortion clinics they do the same thing they preach against the mother don't kill your baby don't kill your baby no 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 that's the abomination of desolation standing where it should you need to be preaching against the abortion clinic the doctor the money you need to be against the men that allow them to kill the kid because a man can say in his country you can't kill kids here you can't cut mothers here but what they can't say is mama cannot kill her kid because when god appoints that kid and she dies bringing that kid in that's her her right as my mother told me boy i brought you in this world i will take your ass out mama that's not okay but god does agree with you God absolutely agrees with her. How do you know this? Because when Moses is going back into the land of Pharaoh to the women to tell them of the God of their fathers because they don't know the God of their fathers, therefore he has to go back to them and tell them about fathers and the God Father. Because fathers establish fathers who establish each other as brothers to be fathers in their home to the one Lord God Father. Them that don't establish fathers are Bill Daddy Coward Ass Kid Killing, Cutting in Half, Prison Building Liars. It's the sum of their works. Bill Daddies. It's the crowd that calls to crucify Christ. It's the crowd that calls to release Barabbas. Bear of us. Yeah, I know he's a murderer, but at least he'll go get a degree, go back to work and let us have our weekend fun while we build prisons for our kids, cutting them in half. And tell them to obey men, rich aristocracy that make idols. And they play venom-spitting goddamn games like they're protectors or some shit. And not a fucking one of them have a true word. And a man is always established after his word. So when Moses goes back into the land of Egypt for to Pharaoh, that is, Mama Pharaoh, do you like a pig so that you're pharaohed for the slaughter and you fair you owe the rich like an ostrich owes to the rich has no wisdom bursts its eggs steps on them sticks her head in the ground when things are looking bad and then pulls it out what i'm good lifts her head haughty her ass up in the air nice slender legs go up make an ass out of themselves 
an ostrich owes to the rich. I'm a real prick. Flails her feathers like she's beautiful and big and mighty. And all it is is air puffed up cunt. It's opinion and it's no wisdom at all. Well, that's what Pharaoh is. Fair that you owe the rich. Fair that you owe the rich. It's Eve as God to Adam. It's the same sin over and over and over and over again. It's Cain killing Abel. I work hard, get a job. It's only so they could boast in their idle coward ass shit and then use forces of men that go to do right but end up doing evil for the rich and them that have money to go slay and kill families. Even take children from mothers. You must understand the atrocity here. Every mother you separate individual. You go to the core of the, the question and you'll see no mother will say outright, it's right, you take a kid from a mom. You, you'll bring her to it every time. If she's a mom, she'll come to it every time. Fuck no, I run the house. That's my kid, my kid, my kid, my kid. So how do you have women with men that take kids from women, from mothers? You don't. You have lying ass, wicked witch covetants. That's all you have, liars. Betrayers, adulterers that murder their children that tell lies and idolatry. But again, there are a lot of this. So it's it's the strangest thing. But it's perfect when you look at the making of a man's soul. It's perfect for the testing. So when when you go through it, um, fair as as Moses goes into the land, God goes to kill him. Who? Moses or his son? Because that's who's going in land. Moses, his son, and Zipporah go into the land. And God sought to kill him. Who? Moses or the kid? Moses or the son? It doesn't tell you. It doesn't matter because the son is the father. The father is the son. How you honor one, you honor the other. But finally, right before God kills him, whoever it was, for trying to come into Israel, not being circumcised, Zipporah finally circumcises the boy, throws the boy and the rock at Moses and says, you are a bloody husband to me for the circumcision, a bloody husband. And what that means is the mother's allowed to kill the kid and the father better die for that right of hers because that's establishment of God's divine order. And that's how you know the abomination of desolation stands where it should. So a nation cannot tell a mother she can't kill her kid. That's the dumbest shit in the world. She's the only one that died for it. Of course she gets to kill it. That's why God gets to kill you. And thus God established it. But a nation can tell the people you're not going to cut into our women. You understand the difference? And that's how the devil's getting us to multiply sin for gay people and for women that abort kids.
me like I answered. Well, after seven years of lamenting, crying, sleeping around, I came one day away from being married. Like, one day from going down the, the aisle again. So, and he kept me. And I, I literally prayed to him multiple times. If I'm not supposed to do this, you're going to have to stop it. I've sent so down this course and you won't answer me. But I still feel like it may be wrong. Why do I feel that way? Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, he comes to me seven years of, of lamenting things. And he says to me, now that you know what it is, my servants do not put away and remarry. My servants do not put away and remarry. Now, this is something you must understand about God. God does not account sin as sin if it works to righteousness. God counts it as an ugly pot making act. Uh, like when you make a clay pot, it has to go through a lot of ugly things. When you make a sword or a shield or armor, you have to dig up all this filth and rock in the world. Um, and when you get the material, it's tainted. So you have to put it inside a crucible. You have to cook it in an oven. That's what prisons help do. That's what the out in the wilderness does. That's that's the work of a crucible, the pressure. Uh, what we know as the wine press, the pushing in, or the olive press. Um, the olive is rarer than the, the grape, the wine, but the grape is all the saints together. And then you have olives for, for those generations and such. That's why Christ is in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's why all his buddies are sleeping, because Christ is pressed in like Joseph. He's an olive. Um, he's, he's a mark for a generation. Uh, something like we know of Washington, Franklin, Madison, Hamilton. Well, there were a lot of saints in that day. I mean, a lot. Um, and a lot of them were illiterate, and a lot of them were mountain boys, and a lot of them were ex-slaves, and uh, stuff like this, and poor. Now, those saints are in a cluster. That cluster of grape is headed by an olives, and the olives are people like, well, I, I couldn't say Washington or Franklin, um, because they were not separated from their brother. See, olives are separated from their brother. Um, they're made off on their own. Christ, uh, Joseph, David, uh, 
Nelson Mandela. That's, that's pretty much some of the few I know. Oh, uh, St. Catherine, uh, Joan of Arc, Mother Teresa. Well, she still stayed under the church and was married. Uh, but she did quite well for a woman. I mean, my God. And staying married, she did brilliant. Um, I, I would call her definitely an olive. Uh, but not really. Something about the olive, there has to be pain involved. Um, there has to be a heartbreaking. Because when you come back to teach your brethren the sin that they're doing, like Joseph, okay? So Joseph is broken off, betrayed by his brothers, and all the wisdom that he gathers is so that he goes before them to teach them everything that he knows. And he does teach them. And he doesn't just teach them, he's also sifting them at the same time he's teaching them to see who will do right. That's called, um, when they come back, he plays a stranger, and then he kidnaps one of the brothers. And they go off, and they leave one brother there. But then they bring back Benjamin. So they come back. So he's like, okay, they, they, they at least don't leave him there for good, but they did leave him there for good. They did abandon that brother. So he does it again. He, he kidnaps Benjamin this time. Uh, the silver cup. Uh, pretty much what the rich do to you with your drugs and, and your guns. Uh, we know you'll have this, so we're going to make it illegal. Now, oh, look, we found what we knew would be there. Go to prison. We make money. You get poverty. We break up your home. We get to F your kid and play with your wife. Yay. Bound your hands, strong man. Which is the opposite of what a nation is meant to do. No nation ever does this unless it's dying. Unless it's killing itself. And that's exactly what you find. Is literally they are doing this to fuck your kids while you get bound in prison, venom cast. They literally play you spit venom at you while they are the ones fucking your kids. In hypnotisms, in venom spells, in uh, enchantments, bewitchments, uh, and they do this. Hypnotism plants so that the children are playing serpentine subconscious roots, which are altars. Now, when you're in this altar, you have a master on this altar because you're subconscious root. That means mama can erase your memory at any time. That means daddy can erase your memory. Your stepdaddy can erase your memory at any time. And they love this game. They love you going to learn something and then they wipe your memory for the past 30 minutes, an hour and stuff. And you, dazed out, don't come to till later. You'll find this is why one of the reasons you don't remember much of your childhood. You'll know who they are by the venom spitting. They'll pick up a reproach that is not theirs. This is Artemis Ephesus. She loves rotted flesh. Uh, she, all the eggs around her neck, if you ever look at Artemis, um, Ephesus, she, she's the one that Paul said, uh, I do not permit a woman to speak in church, to preach. Well, the main reason for that is because men are to die for it. But the main reason he's speaking against wisdom, uh, women is because they're at Ephesus, the woman's cult. They do the shame, the any film, he does drugs, he says this word, they do the mother's opinion of what Eve does in the garden. Uh, the serpent comes and says, Thou shalt not eat the fruit of the tree. And she goes, No, no, we, we may eat the fruit of the tree, just not the fruit of the tree of good and evil. And not only may we not eat it, but we may not touch it. Now see how mama multiplies? See how mama's always trying to rule you with her opinion and pretended um, knowing better than you? It's so that they justify the idol. It's a game to them. The more stupid they can make it, the more idle claim they can throw on it, the more fear they can put you in, the more venom they can spit, and the more people they get to partake, the funner it is. That's how they win. 
shitty game, shitty prize. And the more subtle, cunning, complex they can do it to drive other people mad, they love it. So they can think and say, see, look, they're crazy, they're crazy, while they remain very calm. Now, if you're not getting up and riled up for your children, for your wife, for your truth, for your freedom, well, then know that the Wicked Witch has bewitched you, enchanted you, or you're just partaking. You're a monkey for the Wicked Witch. Now, notice how the Wicked Witch gets a name, but the monkeys don't. That's because when men do her, they go to hell. The woman, she still goes to heaven because she has shed blood. She has died to bring in the children, and therefore she is a bit entitled. And if you men that lie do not come to get, do not come to the truth, you have done nothing but disgrace, shame, and curse your mother. No mother says that she wants a son who swears to God and then throws away his wife, stealing children. Hi, this is my son. I would like you to meet his kids and oh, the other woman. Yeah, I know women die for it. And, and you, you must understand, if you're feared to keep your speech by the devil, how much more would a woman be? And if you're feared and moved for desires, how much more would a woman be? A woman is not made to stand sentry, not on average. She, it's harder for her to do the discipline of a man. Why? Because she's a sheep. She's mainly a kid. She will far surpass you at blood as a kid, as boys, as kids, and as soon as that blood comes out, she skyrockets past you. You do not catch up to her until you're about 30. No lie. She just dusts your ass off. She becomes about 30 years old at 14. Now, when a man turns 30 and he starts to care for family, he starts to care for work, these two things switch. So you begin not, you begin cold. She brings you blameless. Oh, but daddy, it's okay. He's blameless. You don't know him like I do. I love him. And he could cheat on her a thousand times. He could beat her. He could do whatever he does. She's going to bring him blameless because she is in love. Now, we call this naive love. Later, the woman learns this as naive love. This turns her cold. What you used to be, she then becomes. Except she's colder than you because hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So... When we're cold, she's hot, and she's doing Christ. She mutilates her body, she's shedding blood, she's bringing us blameless. She's the man. She's Christ in our relationship. Well, God flips it when you turn 30. Then she's cold, she runs off with other people, will kill you with legal claims, steal your son, mock you with outsiders. She takes the purple garments sewn from the top down, and you get crucified. That's what it means by the purple garment. Who has a lot? Let's cast lots. You can have this wife and kid. You have a lot. Or who has a lot of tits and ass? You can have this husband and kid. And they crucify, they crucify the mothers nowadays. Back then it was only men. So, or not only men, but you get the point. Uh, it's become no respect whatsoever for blood. Now, it was the same way in Israel. It became the same way in Israel. And that's why Christ speaks on the abomination of desolation. Well, that's the dragon in revolution and revelation chasing the woman to the end of the world. That's him chasing uh, uh, Andromeda, the chained constellation, and the flood is the river running down to the south um, to the end of the world. And so, when the dragon spits out the flood, uh, well, I know it's because I'm true. Duh, no liar does like true. And so, when the when the dragon spits the flood out. And it runs to the end of the world. It's chasing Andromeda with her baby. That's them taking 
the babies from the mamas. That's them working for the dragon. That's them destroying beautifully. That's the adulterous marriage. That's the wicked goddamn witch doing idolatry, putting the men to sleep. Back to work, pay your bills, and this becomes the man. No, that's the woman's job. The woman's job is to pay the bills. The woman's job is to tend the field. The woman's job is to work the house. The woman's job is to work the job. The man's job is to fucking die to stop others from making them pay. Now, when the man stops, does not stop them from paying, then both of you will have to get jobs to pay. Because the man's not doing his job to stop people from making you pay. And therefore, both of you are now indentured slaves and the rich got even richer. And both of you are building prisons for your kids. That's why the man's job is to be in front. Adam, where are you? I'm back here working with the woman doing adultery with the kids. I'm a good stepdaddy. I would never do what that one did. A fucking lie. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's killing the kids slowly. He's with the serpents and with Eve who does idolatry to strangle slowly the children while he builds prisons, idle legal claim over their life. Any man that does not leave his son freedom is a goddamn shit of a man. There is one thing you leave your son and one thing only, freedom. If you do not leave him this, he may not serve God. He cannot serve God. Freedom allows that you may serve God. If he's not free, he cannot serve God. The first order of God in all the world, let my people go free, all of them, so they may serve me. But mama and stepdaddy and bill daddy, they would rather kill the fucking parent and the kid to goddamn serve an idol. That's what it is. It's idol religion. The more they lie, the more they they do formality, the more they build up the prison, the more they love their worship. They don't stop. And they don't stop. And they don't stop. They are fucking team never quit for fucking shit. Bills above. Shit flies. These motherfuckers will slither by anything to do their shit. They will say anything to get by just to worship that idol again. They are the worst cunt of fucking kind you ever met in your life. This is why Moses slays him at the mount. This is why Christ tells you, woe to you. Woe to you. Wolves must come, but woe to who they must come by. Now, they do this intently to kill the parents. Everything they say about your parents' kids, they are saying about you. Anything they say, let's say they say, well, your, your daddy's a drunken fool, and that's why your mama left him, and why you're with me, and why I plow your mama, and I, I change her name, because I'm a good daddy, and, and I provide for you. Do you? I thought God provided for everyone. And you're in the Christian faith, but you provide for the children. You're a goddamn liar. You're a heathen, a Gentile, an idolater. Now, when he says that your daddy's a drunken fool who deserves to have his wife fucked and his kids taken and him not see them, he literally is saying to you, when you grow up, boy, this is what's going to happen to you because you are your father. And your father is you. And the mama knows this. She thinks it's fucking cute the way that they strangle you slowly. It's atrocious. Now, you must literally bring your wife blameless or you go to hell. I don't care if she's partaking with a man doing this or not. And neither does God. You were the man. You were the one to feed the sheep. You were the one given this world. You raised your hand. So let me show, like the Bible says, let me show you how your right hand teaches you evil things. That's when you swear to God, well, it's good, but you're going to experience evil to make sure you're worth that good gift. Because the gift is very good, says God. In uh, seven days of creation, when he went to rest on the sixth day, he, he looked back at his creations and he saw it was very good. But only God is good. Yes, only God is good. But God says about his creation, it is very good. That is the elect. And looking 
she is the daughter of a king. That means every woman is going to heaven. Every woman enters the congregation. No lie. It's in Psalms uh, 84. Psalms, no, 45. Psalms 45. All thy daughters have gold in them. And every daughter of the great king shall enter the congregation. And that's what Muhammad says. It's what Enoch says. And Christ doesn't allude to it because he figures your ass should know. You're a man. You swore to death to a woman. You should know. You don't freaking blame your daughter. You know you get before your wife. So you expecting any other answer than this from the father, you're the dumbass. Christ literally does not even touch on it because you should know. He's a man. He gets right in front. He doesn't He doesn't have a weapon to his name. 500 battle ready Roman troop come for him. Adam runs from the rock. He doesn't run from the rock. You don't run from the mother of Holy Spirit. You run from the father's face. So the father's covering the ruach, coming at him. He's put fear in him. And when you see God's face, you, you're gone. You're erased. So Adam's in sin. So here comes the ruach, the Holy Spirit, the feminine. Well, we only know it as a male. Because if you know it still as a male, as he says, the man, uh, I shall send you a spirit and he shall come. You only know it by the covering because you're not coming at him. Because you're not covering. Because you're lying adultery. If you still think the Holy Spirit is a man, it's because you are not allowed in. Because you are not covering. And therefore you don't get to know holy wisdom because it does not impart on you. That means you don't get to wield it like you do the word. It imparts on you, but you don't control it. You can the word because you marry and you become it. You become one. So when Christ gets that 500 battle ready for truth, that's Adam in the garden meeting the Ruach. Now, when Adam runs in hood, Christ has nothing to fight with. But he meets that 500 battle-ready Roman troop barehanded, nothing but his faith, nothing but faith and the truth. And he goes right in front of everybody and he goes, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. And they fall down. Boom. Why did they fall? Because he broke the curse. That was exactly what nobody knew to do exactly to do. And that's the same thing that happens in every nation. He made it clearer and clearer. And now we know what a man to God is. And therefore, if you are not protecting your family from God, your, or from, from outsiders, if you're not bringing your wife blameless, covering your, your youngers, your children, and all them, and you're letting people frisk or pull over or search, and they're not coming to you, the man, they are dishonoring God and you being the head of the family. Now, if you don't honor the head of the family, you remove it. You don't honor it. You don't go to it. I'll go to your woman because I got a warrant for your woman. I don't care what my wife is doing. You can catch her with a nuclear missile. That's on me. That's that's mine. I, I, my fault. I should have hedged her in. I should have been looking. If it's my kids, if it's my, my wife, whatever it is, if it's given to me by God, it's on me. I screwed up somewhere where God is teaching me to suffer with them for something. To show my son how to cover and to... As, as Christ says, I only do that which I see the Father do. And therefore, if you're not faithful covering your bride and keeping your family, what are you teaching your sons? To serve idols. To be a liar. To be unfaithful. And that's why they do what they do. So as Christ does this, they get up and he says it again. Uh, who are you looking for? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. Let these go. That's exactly what Adam did not do. He runs back and says, her fault, her fault, and yours for giving her to me. That's hating your bride. That's, God gave you a gift.
So it's insane I say that now, but I've done it. And I'm still getting mad at my gift. I still want to blame her. I still want to. But it's, it's only the man that brings her blameless. So when he does this, it's a waiting on God. So I used to say, okay, God, it's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, put it on me and I wait on you. No, it's not. It's God is teaching you something. It's not even a fault because God is making you and therefore you become innocent. Now all people in heaven are innocent even when they were here on earth. The reason that you're sinless is because all your works are rotten God. Even if you killed people, that took part of God making you. That's the ugly part of the pot. That's the crucible burning out. Now, if you've killed somebody like I have, forgive me Lord, and you've done this even multiple times um so few will touch the blood i have as an artillery sergeant in iraq uh, the most dangerous place in the world at 2006 so doing this uh, it's it's hard to understand and i couldn't believe it at first until he kills his own son and when he kills his own son i see where i'm killing well death isn't death to god God does not experience death like we do. God experiences death as a tool, as a use. And he makes this, how do you say, uh, warning, warning, this is not a test, but God is testing you? I mean, how do you say that? And this is for everything. It's everything worth fighting for. It's everything worth dying for. It is the faith. It is freedom. It is truth. It is bride. It is family. It's children. Will they forget all this? The the idolater literally schemes together with other idolaters to lie to your face to undercut the word of God to justify the idol God. All they have to do is change the first command or change God's image and it's done. Once they change God's command, once they change God's image, it's done. They've made your God a fool and a liar and God is not this. The serpent was more subtle and cunning than any other creature in the field. And therefore, they're trying to rule you with idols like a cattle. And that's why it says in 126, before the serpent 3-1, that is three gods in one, they're mocking you. Because the first command is clear. And Christ and apostles never move from that. So then in the... 126 is the image. God made man, man in his image. Male and female made God them. And he gave them dominion over the earth, over the cattle and all them. Well, if you let somebody tell you what to touch, taste, and do, what to have, in any wise, in any way, you have made them greater than God, and your God image is now their goddamn idol, a wizard of Oz, a rich aristocracy. Now, either you believe in God or you do not, but you cannot compromise your faith with idols. The moment you surrender and compromise into a goddamn idol, you're an idolater and not with God.